0: Welcome to the Reset Podcast. I'm Liz Tran, an executive coach to founders and CEOs of fast-growing tech companies, and I attribute my success to my spiritual practices, which are rooted in mindfulness and Zen Buddhism. In this podcast, I combine business advice with spiritual lessons to help you lead a courageous, authentic, and fulfilled life. Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast. I am really excited to be here. I actually skipped last time's recording, so instead of it being two weeks since you've heard from me, it's actually been a month, which actually seems like a long time. (laughs) It's a, a 12th of a year, and wow, so much has changed. And The reason why I skipped that episode is I have been experiencing a profound season of Change, transition, new beginnings. And I actually just posted something on Instagram, on the Reset Instagram today, which is about new beginnings. And there's a little Venn diagram about new beginnings and it's excitement, but it's also fear and it's also grief for what you're letting go of. And that is very much how I feel. Obviously, everyone knows the Reset account is extremely autobiographical, even though I never post my face hardly ever, but it's about what I'm thinking about and all the themes of what I'm considering in life. So right now things feel so insane (laughs) in a good way and in a bad way, in a scary way, but also an exciting way. It's all these feelings jumbled and mixed together. And basically it just feels like everything is changing. I moved apartments, Last week, after being in my home, my little place in the Lower East Side, for five years, it's the place where Dev and I got engaged. It's where we lived when we got married. My brother stayed with us for a bit during the pandemic. We had lots of parties there, tons and tons of blowout bashes, lots of late nights hanging out. It was really a social place. It was this beautiful, huge apartment that we had a fantastic deal on. But we moved to Fort Greene, which is a very different energy. When I first came to see the apartment that I now live in as of a week ago, then I stepped out of the car and was walking to the apartment to go meet the realtor. And there were like eight pregnant people within eyesight and lots of dogs and lots of babies. So this is my new life. (laughs) Our little baby girl is coming in early January, maybe end of December. So very close, like two and a half months from now, she could be here. And so much in my work has changed too. I released my book that I've been working on for three years, and that came out two and a half months ago. So it's this big transition of something that has taken up my entire mind space for three years is now gone. And I'm on to the next thing. So I finished my book proposal for my next book. That's what I was working on. And I sent it over to my agent. It's totally different. It felt like I was able to put some closure on the past decade of my life. Really, the karma of success is a book that encapsulates ages 27 to 37 in my life. And as soon as it came out, I had this sense that I could move past that. And it was like giving a narrative and providing the sense of relief about this really pivotal decade of my life where it felt like everything changed a million times. And I learned so many lessons and had so much heartbreak and disappointment, but also joy. And all those experiences made me the person who I am now. And I feel really different in so many ways. And honestly, I feel very separate from that book. Okay, that's old Liz. (laughs) Now it's time for new Liz. And then on top of that, my speaking career has really been picking up as well. So I signed with a Speakers Bureau early this year? Yeah, early 2023. And I have four keynotes coming up over the next month, which is a lot to prep in addition to my work as an executive coach. So things have been really busy over here. It has felt like they are moving a little too fast, even for me, someone who loves speed and movement and progress. And I am just trying to take it all in. So the way that I find most helpful for me when things feel like they're on overdrive is to actually consciously slow down and to take the time to think about what I'm processing, what I'm learning, what is most salient for me. And what has come up is the concept of relationships. I've been thinking a lot about all the nearest and dearest Relationships in my life. And at this point, I've had a lot of these relationships for many years. This past weekend, I had a couple of friends who I've been close with for the past 20 years since we were 18. And we went to college together and they came up to visit. One of them lives in Philadelphia, one of them lives in Charlottesville, Virginia. And it was really nice. We were there to celebrate our fourth friend's birthday. She lives in New York. Where I live as well. So we all got together, and it was really beautiful to think oh, wow, I've known these women for 20 years now in so many different versions and conceptualizations of their lives, so many different jobs, so many different partners, so many different cities that we all lived in, so many different formative experiences. And here we are still all there together, the four of us. And it was really beautiful. I also am celebrating this year, five years with my husband, 15 years in New York City, four years of my new business. And just thinking about it all, the topic came up of what's the deal with long-term relationships? What have I learned from them? And I am by no means an expert. I want to be really clear about that. I am not a relationship coach. I am just a person who has loved a lot, has been in a ton of relationships, is very people oriented, and has made a lot of mistakes that I've really done my best to process and learn from. I've had some really bad long-term relationships. I've had some really sweet long-term relationships. And by that, I mean everything like friendships, professional relationships, romantic relationships, familial relationships, and even though I'm not a relationship specialist, I do spend a lot of my time coaching my clients on their professional relationships, so their interpersonal communication and dynamics with the people who they work with, because that is so important. And so I want to share five lessons that I've learned from long-term relationships and just so you know you can apply these to every realm of your life it doesn't have to just be the romance department so i will just get started okay so the first one is that direct communication is everything direct communication it's it just it's so important i really cannot underscore this enough no relationship no strong relationship can exist without direct communication. No matter how much a person knows you or cares about you or loves you, you cannot read each other's minds ever. No one can read your mind. No one can know what you want. And as much as you might think that you understand the other person, and maybe you really do, you're never going to be able to know with complete certainty the nuances of everything that they think because they are a completely different person. And that is why honing this skill of direct communication is so valuable. There are so many things that we assume the other person should know about us or that we have alluded to them or they should know by observing us. And that's really not fair. You cannot expect anyone to help you unless you tell them explicitly how they should help you. And this is something that took me a really long time to learn because I orient myself to thinking about what the other person wants all the time. And I find that it's really helpful as a coach, right? Like I'm a very empathetic, people oriented person. And it does sometimes work in relationships, but I would expect that my partners, my friends, whoever, would always know what I was thinking because I spent so much time trying to anticipate their needs and it just wasn't effective. I was giving everything to them with the hopes that they would reciprocate it back to me when really what I should have done is just asked for what I needed. And so this is my favorite rule, particularly in relationships where something acute has come up, like a specific issue has been on your mind. So this can be at work. It can be with a friend. It can be with your romantic partner. But basically, if you are feeling off about something after 48 hours of the event happening, you need to say something within 24 hours. And this is so important because otherwise we can kick the can down the road indefinitely we can say oh now isn't a good time oh i'll bring it up later and then it just feels like this deep resentment that keeps festering right you're not able to express it and let it go so it just stays within you and it gets bigger and darker and so you don't want that you want to communicate so directly and part of that is being really vulnerable in your communication it's not enough to just Blame the other person and say, hey, I need you to do X, Y, and Z. And those things definitely are important to ask for what you need, but you have to give the full context. You say, I need these things for these reasons and let yourself be vulnerable. Share your true experience and your true feelings. It's okay to say, I felt left out or I felt unloved or I felt unseen Or it feels like you really don't want to spend that much time with me. Whatever it is, the things that are hard to say because they feel so squishy and tender, those are the things that we need to say. Anger is a secondary emotion. There's always some sadness and some tenderness living behind it that needs to get expressed as well. And this was a big lesson for me where I learned how to be extremely direct and to tell people what they could be doing better. But I forgot to add in the part where I was also explaining the deep emotional why, of why I needed those things, why I felt so vulnerable, why that issue was so hard for me. And once I could share that, it really helped open the bridge of understanding. So that is lesson number one. If you do anything to try to get better at relationships, I highly recommend that you work on your communication. Being able to not only express yourself very clearly and directly, but also being able to hear another person when they're doing the same. One of my favorite books is called Getting the Love You Want by Harville Hendrix. It's an old school relationship book, but it was really the one that showed me with very visceral detail that I had been communicating all wrong. So I hope you like it. Okay, so lesson number two. This is actually one that I learned from my friend, Piera, who shared this about her parents, who I believe have been married for 45 years, something beautiful and tremendous. And they said that one of their greatest tips for a long-term relationship is to leave the past in the past and be in the present. And by that, This means that whatever you are fighting about in this exact moment, you can only argue about that thing. You cannot bring up something similar that happened last year or 10 years ago. It has to be about this very particular instance and what happened between the two of you. And the reason why is because when we are in long enough relationships, friendships, work relationships, whatever, you are naturally going to rack up some issues between you and the other person, right? And if we continue to revisit them and let them pile up, then we get stuck in the past. We get bogged down remembering what this person did to us or how they hurt us before. And if you've solved it and you've quashed it, you have to let it go. You can't carry it forward with you. You have to be able to move on, And this is really important because otherwise these arguments can really spiral out of control and they take on a much bigger size than is warranted. This tip has helped me so much because I remember everything in relationships. If you tell me you're going to do something, then I remember that you said this three years ago and I expect you to remember it as well. And it can be really tough because... I just happen to have a very good memory, excellent memory recall. And not everyone is that way. It's not really fair in a fight where I'm like, well, you said this. And the person's like, I can't remember. And also it just makes the argument in the present moment so much more solvable, so much easier to get your arms around because it's relegated to that particular incident. So I love that one. It's helped me so much in so many of my relationships. Okay. So lesson Number three, everything in our relationships comes down to our families of origin, our childhood, right? The way that we grew up, the way that we experienced love. It's not just about what we're going through right now. Obviously, you're in relationships with people in the present moment, but we are pulling all this baggage from our past into today. How we perceive different situations, what we care about, the way we feel loved, it all comes down to what we experienced when we were little sponges, when we were in our most formative, shapeable selves, where we were learning what it meant to be loved by someone. As an example, I really never care if anyone is late or anyone cancels on me, it's not a big deal. Literally, if I had dinner plans with a friend that I was excited about and they texted me an hour in advance and said, hey, it's an emergency, I can't make it, I would really not care. I never mind if people don't text me, whatever. I don't care. (laughs) You know, I don't take it personally. But for whatever reason, if my romantic partner leaves me waiting or cancels plans on me, then I get really upset. And it's funny because it's not the way at work. I don't really care when my clients need to move. I don't care about my close friendships. It doesn't really matter. I'm not disappointed, but in romantic relationships, when the plan gets changed and I've really been looking forward to it, I'm completely devastated. And I have to remind myself that it's not about the current situation that's happening. It's because my mom always did that when I was growing up. She would make promises about doing something special for my birthday, or what we would do for Christmas, or being able to go to Disney World one day, and then it would never happen, and it was totally heartbreaking. As a result, that same childhood wound comes up in my deepest relationships, and my therapist basically had to say to me once, Your partner is not your mom. It's okay. That person in front of you right now is not going to hurt you the way that your mom did. And it is my responsibility that when those feelings are flaring up, then I have to communicate them. You know, going back to direct communication, I have to say to my partner listen, this is very tender because of what used to happen to me when I was growing up. And I just want you to know that's why it hurts so badly and it's not 100% your fault. You know, this is a lot of baggage that I'm bringing in from the past, but I just want you to understand how it makes me feel. And that is where the closeness comes in. Because when you can start to share those experiences verbally with your partner, tell them about all those scary, tender memories that you have, that shape the volume on your emotional experiences now. And then the person can meet you and they can say, yeah, I I understand that. Like, I'm going to be here for you. And you can also know that it's not about them, that the heat that you're feeling should not all be completely poured onto that other person. And unless we've done the personal work to really understand these strong feelings we have surrounding our families of origin that have nothing to do with the people who are in our lives right now, then it's so muddled and it's so messy and it's really hard to have a successful relationship of any type unless you've sifted through and made sense of what really does belong to the people who are in your present moment and what belongs to people who are from your family of origin. And that's why I think that therapy is essential investigation, having someone to talk to you about these childhood experiences, and also the dynamic that currently exists between you and your parents or your siblings. so, so essential. Digging into what went on with my mom and my brother and the dad who I never met, those things all changed completely the way that I showed up in relationship. It was like a distinct before and after. So, huge plug for figuring that out. Okay, number four, the number four lesson that I've learned is that you and your partners, work, friendship, whatever, you have to meet each other halfway. And that means that you have to relatively put in the same amount of effort as the other person. You have to Be as flexible as the other person in doing what they want to do. You have to leave your stubbornness at the door the same amount as the other person. And, you know, relationship is about two people who are very different, who are both bending toward each other to meet in the middle. And it cannot work if only one person is doing that. So it might just be you who's doing that, and the other person isn't, or vice versa. But the point is that, of course, there will be imbalances sometimes where, let's say, you have a lot going on, and your friend is really the one pulling the weight. But overall, it needs to be equal. And I remember once my therapist was talking to me about a friend who I had, who would just talk and talk about themselves all the time, and my therapist said, just ask her just say hey i know you're going through a lot but i would love if in general not every single conversation on average we got to talk about me 50 percent of the time as well and that did not go over well she was like well, i'm going through a lot and blah 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 my relationship's ending this and that and she wasn't able to meet me in the middle and that was the beginning of the end of our relationship. And I think this is one is especially hard for us people people who naturally wanna give and love and take care of other people. We have to hold ourselves back and we have to say that we deserve to have the other person reach just as far as we're reaching. I invite you to do a little audit of all of your closest relationships and see if those people are really meeting you halfway And maybe you might see that you're not meeting them halfway, that you need to pick up the slack a little bit too. And again, it won't always be equal. It's not tit for tat, like I did this, you need to do this for me. That's not the point. We're not keeping score here. It's not about, I went to your birthday party, so you need to come to mine. It's just this general feeling, this sense of, is this person trying to understand you, trying to fit into your life? As much as you are trying to do that with them. It's about the flavor of the relationship, not necessarily counting every single little thing that happened. Okay. So now the last and final lesson that I've learned for long-term relationships is that people are always changing and there's nothing we can do about it. And this is a good thing, right? Everyone is always evolving in relationships and sometimes it means that people grow apart and sometimes it means that they come together and this is natural. The person who you began your relationship with is not going to be the same person years later and we have to hold space for that, right? We have to let them become who they're becoming and know that the closeness that we once felt with them, maybe it needs to evolve into something new. This is so important because we have to do the work to see our partners in a new light. We cannot just assume that we understand them, that we know them, we know who they are deep down. They are changing. They are fresh. And we cannot make the assumption that we understand exactly what that looks like right now. And we have to get curious We have to ask them what they care about. We have to ask them what's on their minds these days. We have to find out again what their passions are. It was really cool to see this in action this weekend with my two friends who are visiting from out of town. And we do this reunion every year. So last year, we all got together. The year before that, we got together again. And what's really interesting is that they as people, have changed so much even within a year. and Maybe it's not their necessarily their external circumstances, but because I was trying to pay attention and see them anew, I wound up really seeing so clearly how much each of them had evolved in that past year. Both of them are doing a lot of amazing personal growth work and doing a lot to take care of themselves and It was really beautiful to notice those changes and to not just assume that they were exactly the same as they were the year before or the year before that, or on average, what I've known them to be. And I do find this very frustrating when people don't do this to me. And I remember having a conversation with a friend once and I was like, "Eh, I don't really want to do that. I'm not really, I don't really like going out. And my friend said, no, you love going out. You've always loved going out. And I was thinking, yeah, maybe five years ago or when I was 23, that was the backbone of our relationship. But I am so much more of a full person now. And it feels like you're not trying to see me for who I am because it doesn't mesh with what you want. And that is something that's really important. We have to respect the people that we love in our lives for the unique individuals that they are. And we have to let them grow apart from us and trust that our relationship is going to find a new shape and a new way. Because that is the most supportive thing in the world is to love someone for exactly who they are. Even if that person is really different from what we signed up for. And of course, I don't mean if someone is becoming abusive or gaslighting or mean. We shouldn't have to accept that. But I just mean the natural changes of perspective and sentiment that happen. And I think it's really cool when I see my friends who are in these really long-term relationships, like 12 years, 10 years, and their partner really has changed a ton during that time. But how they've embraced that is just really special and, and really cool the greatest act of love of all is to let your person evolve and to put in the time and effort to figure out how you can create a new relationship from that that is something that i'm very much looking forward to when dev and i become parents everyone says that when you become a parent you turn into a little bit of a different person and then so does your partner and then you fall in love again you find a new way to have a new relationship with this additional variable that didn't exist before okay so those are my five lessons from long-term relationships and just to recount them number one direct communication is everything you have to learn how to express what you need very clearly right when it happens And you need to learn how to hear the other person when they're trying to tell you something. Listen to them. Make sure that you understand where they are coming from. See if you can put yourself in their shoes. Okay, number two, stay in the present. Only fight about the issue that is in front of you. Let go of the past. Don't bring it up. Let the past stay in the past. And whatever issue is in the present, confine it to that and it'll make all those things so much more solvable so you can move forward. Number three, it is all about our families of origin. So much of the heat and so much of the challenge that comes into our present day relationships stems from our nuclear families. And unless we as individuals have done the work to understand what those issues are, then they will always be subversive in our relationships. They'll be coming in sideways. Okay, number four, You and the person you're in a relationship with have to meet each other halfway. There is no way to do a relationship unless both people are contributing equally. Otherwise, it is one-sided, it is codependent, it is not a real relationship. It can be a lot of things, but it is not a genuine, true, healthy relationship unless you and the other person are equally reaching towards each other to meet in the middle. And then finally, Lastly, most importantly, people are going to change and you can't take it personally. It's not about you. It's not about the fact that they don't love you. It's not about the fact that they are choosing to grow apart from you. You have to do the work to see them anew, you have to give them the space to grow, and then figure out a way to make your relationship work in this new dynamic. It's something that you deserve for yourself, which is for you, the people in your life to let you evolve and become who you are. And it's something that you owe to them as well. Okay. So I hope that was helpful in some way, even though I just summarized everything into a very neat five bullet point framework, just know that these Lessons have really been won the hard way. (laughs) You know, it wasn't that easy. It wasn't like, oh, wow, now I know this and I can do this. So much trial and error has gone into figuring this out, so much therapy. And yeah, maybe these things come really easily to people who are listening to this, but I just wanted to share my personal experience that I didn't really know these things. I wasn't taught them by my family and I had to figure them out. And I had so many bad relationships and I was a huge part of the reason why they were bad. I take full responsibility for that. I was not the easiest person to date for many years of my life. I was not the best friend. I was not the best employee. And I had a lot of baggage that I had to work through. And, you know, it was just really nice to be able to share these with you, the lessons that I've learned the hard way. So I hope you enjoy, and I hope this gets you thinking a little bit about your precious, beautiful relationships and what you can do to show up or what you can do to ask for what you want. And as we always say, I hope you remember to love yourself, to listen to yourself and to say yes to life so that life can say yes to you. I will see everyone here in two weeks, knock on wood, hopefully.